0: People of God, we bless God this morning on the side, and I want to welcome you to times of navigating and your change. My name is Mark Adbekwe. We've been doing this for a while now, and it continues to be fantastic. I want to, I want to have you share this uh, video, invite somebody to connect uh, and broadcast uh, this morning as we look into the Word of
1: God and see the things that God has for us and we're back. We want to get into the word of God. let see the things that God has had for us. Made. The word
0: of God is loaded and it's almost like a pack of vitamins that you need each day of your life to be able to continue to move on. So I want you to invite a friend. I want you to invite a brother. I want you to and um, tell somebody that this broadcast is on this morning and as we listen to this piece of
1: song in the background and get ready to, to to jump into the world of God. bless you. God is in this place. He's calling us more Yeah. We want to start it this morning, We want to pray happily we engage the words of the song,
0: let the spirit of God draw us deeper, closer,
1: closer, draw us into this, oh Jesus,
0: oh Jesus, we bless you, Holy Spirit Invite somebody, tell a friend Connect to this broadcast It's happening now Times you of navigating unusual There's
1: key. a longing in my spirit God is calling me for more There's a drawing in my spirit God is drawing me for more
0: the word of god right away and let's see the things that the lord has for us and i want to welcome you to times of Navigating, and User change my name is mark abeco shoma god bless you god bless you friend it's it's been a while i trust serena is is doing well it's been a while since um we got talking we want to get into the word of god and for this the fourth week when i started considering principles of system building but i have to pull back from jumping into the very principles for system building because when you go reading management when you go reading um administration there are procedures and systems that speaks to how things ought to run beautiful beautiful shuba. there are procedures that ought to allow things to run properly now the absence of a system is actually another system in place. So there is no vacuum anywhere. When the actual and a proper system that is expected to be operating is not in place, definitely you have another system that is guiding and that is ruling and that is determining how things run in that environment. So Uh, We've been looking at principles of system building, but we have to pull back to begin to look at the foundational issues, the key foundational issues that allows for proper systems to be built because we are not just looking at any other system or seeking to build something that we're just happy about, but essentially we want to build that which allows for eternity to have impact on the site. We want to build that which, or want to build systems which will allow the kingdom of god will continue to thrive in our homes will continue to thrive in our businesses will continue to thrive in any capacity we find ourselves being a manager or a church leader or any way in any capacity we find ourselves so last week we jumped into the tech part and we began to consider the issue of foundation as very key the issue of foundation as very key and we said a few things about foundation in Psalm 11 the verse 3 the scripture says that if the foundations are destroyed what can the righteous do and that statement was not made to the unbeliever but was made to the righteous that if the foundations are removed what can that person who calls himself a righteous man a righteous man can, can what can they actually do so we said that 75% 75% of success is informed by the systems that guide your processes and only 25% are are due to the application, are due to exercising what you have to do. So when there are proper systems running and operating in an environment, what happens is that it allows for speed, it allows for agility, it allows for capacities to be actualized, it allows for things to be done properly and it allows for
1: safety it allows
0: for safety so we said a foundation in the Hebrew, speaks or has a connotation of something about support or a staying power i think that grants staying power to 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 the system or i think it speaks of sitting together and merrymaking. making that if there's two foundation in place life our streets are no longer full of fear because the foundation of city is in place. The foundation of the guardrails that protect the system is in place. Life can be conducive, people can experience joy, families can put together, but if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We said the word foundation also means purpose. It's translated in Isaiah chapter 19, um, the verse 10 as purpose. So that when when we look at the issue of foundation in relation to system building, then we are critically speaking to the fact that there is a need to know the purpose and the reason why things ought to be the way they ought to be. And these are some of the things we've explored um, in the weeks that have gone by looking at kingdom laws and systems as we describe the systems, as we define, as we sort to understand how... The very systems inside God's kingdom runs. So the issues of health, and the issues of the presence of God, the issues of divine rest, the issue, the issues of God being owner, master, owner, master. He is our owner. He is our Lord. The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof. All of these dynamics are intertwined, interwoven together into one very powerful system that is called a kingdom. Of God. So, last week we did look at the principles that relates to foundation and we, we said these three things. We said foundation is, is a basic general truth um, uh, and that is fundamental to a thing, the basic general truth that is fundamental to a thing. We also said foundation speaks of a guiding rule for personal behavior and conduct, a guiding rule for personal behavior and conduct. We also said it refers to the basic law. The, the rule or the methodology at work, which cannot be ignored. So if we're going to build kingdom laws and systems in whatever environment we find ourselves, then it becomes important that we embrace the right set of laws, the right basic methodology, structure of life that proceeds out of the kingdom of God, which cannot be ignored or set aside at all. So we said a word came out, that is the word, basis. that very, very um, simple word that we know and we use in our daily life We say foundation is the basis foundation is the starting point foundation is an operational principle foundation is the doctrine is a mentality set the philosophy that undergets lifestyle that undergets the kind of system that God seeks or you know, God desires that we build to allow his kingdom to continue to expand And gain momentum and continue to have continuity we look at this and today i'm going to zero in on righteousness because last week we largely began to look at the issue of justice the issue of justice we spoke much more about justice we just we just gave a very a very light brush to righteousness so today we'll make an in-depth uh discourse into righteousness so we We said in Psalm 89, verse 14, it says righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. We we said that once righteousness and justice is the undergirding capacity of the system, what happens is that truth is prevalent. Mercy and truth becomes the motif, it becomes a tape that runs through, becomes, becomes a normal existence, becomes a default. People cannot shift to the other than staying in an environment of, of mercy and truth. And it's because the foundations are right, which is righteousness and justice. So today, let's begin to look at the issue of found, uh, the foundation in relation to righteousness. The foundation in relation to righteousness and we discuss the power of righteousness we discuss um, systems and, 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 and lifestyle that is predicated on the principle the foundation of righteousness without without which there is nothing anybody can do without which our societies our cities our nations our legal systems will continue to be very corrupt if, if I am a manager and I am looking for an employee, apart from all the qualifications this employee may be required to have to possess, um, the capacity he may, he, may, he, may, he may be required to possess, I would like to see the principle of professionalism. And professionalism is an embodiment of two things. Um, the, 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 the principle by which work is done and the human face. I would like to see that. I would like to see the foundation of righteousness in this person. I would like to see the foundation of justice in this person. In the nutshell, I would like to see truthfulness, transparency, uh, those soft skills, mercy. Yes, because you are in a managerial position, your, your decision concerning somebody can determine whether the person continues to be in that environment or not. So we want to see positions of truth and mercy combined in one. It's it's a very interesting capacity that must be observed if I am a manager and seeking for somebody to fill in a certain capacity. Because I know when that person comes with such capacity, then I can have proper systems of righteousness and justice running. Then the systems that I build can have a very solid ground upon which to stand. So as we look at the power of righteousness this morning, within the balance of this, uh, uh, as we speak, we, while we are looking, at, looking into the power of righteousness, we will not concern ourselves with the composition of righteousness. Not That is what We want to look at how that thing is so powerful, but we want to look at the potence uh, that, is, that is produced in the people who are born or aligned with God. Righteousness is the character of God. We said something like this last week. Righteousness is the character of God. This is what makes him the kind of God he is. Your throne, your righteousness and justice are the habitation of your throne, the habitation of the kingdom of God, the the place from which the kingdom of God proceeds and expresses itself. It's called
1: righteousness
0: and justice. The place where rulership, power, the ultimate, eternal, Rulership power lies. The axis of power lies flows from the habitation of righteousness and justice. So that is what makes God God who he is. His righteousness makes him incredibly makes him, makes him incredible and powerful. His righteousness makes him incredible and powerful. And every action that God takes emanates from righteousness. Mercy and truth Will guide, will lead, will go before your face. So God's ways and way of doing things, they proceed out of the foundation of righteousness and justice. And we're looking at righteousness. um, If we are born of God, righteousness is our spiritual DNA. So we are supposed to be the same. If we are born of God, if a nation, a system, a society, is looking for a resilient powerful system that 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 removes the corruptible elements somehow then the dna of god is what is needed and the dna of god is found in the believer you know i think um somebody did this song i don't know who exactly whether it's Miles morrow or somebody who wrote the song he says if you want a brand new world you need to get a brand new people if you want a brand new people, then you need to get um, a brand new life. If you want a brand new life, then you need to have a brand new spirit. If you want a brand new spirit, then you need to come to Jesus Christ. And that is where good systems, righteous systems, flows from. It's in the DNA of the believer. So we ought to just be the same. We, 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 we are not a people of confusion. We are not a people. We are people of righteousness so righteousness um uh, speaks of conformity into the illuminated will of god conformity to the illuminated will of god now when i begin to deal with clearly the principles of righteousness i'm going to consider one principle that speaks of wisdom that is going to link us back to begin to present the will of god and the intent and the purpose of god because There is no way we can go building any system without actually seeing the design, without actually being linked to the will of God. So see how powerful righteousness is, is that it is conformity into the illuminated will of God. Righteousness, whatever God determines to be right or just. Righteousness, whatever God determines to be right or just is righteousness. Righteousness, determining and taking the right course of action—that is what righteousness. Determining and taking the right course of action, and then righteousness also the responsive life of those who carry the character of God. The responsive life—we don't try; we are not trying to be righteous. It is who we are. It, when we sneeze, we flow out of righteousness. All of our existence emanates out of the righteousness of God. So we are not trying to be, but we are who we are. And that is where life flows from. So what makes righteousness powerful? What makes righteousness powerful? It is a superior standard of life. It is the superior standard of life. Why the throne of God is built upon righteousness and justice is because it is the superior standard of life it elevates and dignifies a life to the level of its divine intent. When systems of the earth, when the people who live systems of the earth truly give themselves to the righteous standard of God, it dignifies such people. And the people who are the receiving end, who are receiving what the system brings to them, it signifies them. I said was the last week that I I I had a story and there are two stories, one of them a video I watched and the other is an article that I read both of them speaks to one key foundation um, to a legal system that is forgiveness key foundation of forgiveness so we can begin to begin to look at the characteristics of God and begin to define and extrapolate all kinds of foundational principles necessary for building laws and systems within our society within our organization within everything we do these principles that are being taught are principles that we do we teach to management leaders and and, 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 and company leaders in order to be able to build powerful organizations in the earth Because, listen, there is a saying that employees do not walk away from the company, but they walk away from the manager. They walk away from the manager because the lifestyle, the the leadership style of the manager, the system that is in place, are not supportive enough and dignifies human life to its divine intent, its divine an elevated place that God has ordained for such life to be. So many employees that walk away from organizations actually are not walking away from the organization, but they are walking away from the people and the systems that 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 are in place. So when we allow righteousness to gain its place, it allows life or lives within that society, that community, that family, That church, that nation, that city, that village, that place, that clan. It allows that tribe to to be dignified to the level of divine intent. Meaning in righteousness, we begin to draw out the very plan of God. Remember we said it is conformity to the will of God. Righteousness is unparalleled. In conduct. You cannot compare anything to righteousness. It's unparalleled in conduct, unparalleled in judgment or law, unparalleled in spiritual architecture and agriculture. In every aspect of the existence of man, if we begin to have righteousness, have its cause. It's unparalleled in conduct. It's unparalleled in judgment. It's unparalleled in law. It's unparalleled in spirituality and every form of architecture let's go through this righteousness is oblivious to what confronts it it's oblivious to what confronts it because it knows everything will ultimately succumb to Israel. God's will God's will God's will is righteousness your kingdom your throne is inhabited it's it's, it's In righteousness and justice. Righteousness is oblivious. When you begin to throw the corrupt systems against righteousness. Righteousness is I don't care. Righteousness position is I am not perturbed. Righteousness position is I will conquer you. Righteousness position is I'm coming after you. That is why there's a need that we embrace the righteousness of God and not trying to be. We have seen companies with very powerful systems. We've seen nations with very powerful systems. We've seen economies of the earth with very powerful systems. We've seen churches with very powerful systems But these things continue to crumble because of the human element that is there, that is not allowing for righteous standard to, 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 to be predicated, to be, to, to, to be predictable and to move on. Look, I remember attending a training and I asked this facilitator, I said, let me ask you a question. Why is it that of, upon all the financial systems that we have, people continue to be very corrupt, they continue to steal and circumvent the system, and he had no answers? And I told him that the answer, the solution to these menace is not just continuous systems, the systems, the system, because the human nature, the fallen nature, will continue to want to circumvent, but it is about... Allowing the system to sit in the hearts of men, and then when you put that system in place, you will have these men that already corroborate the system to continue to run the system. So righteousness, obedience to anything that confronts it, because it's the will of God. Everything comes to the will of God. It tries independent of opinion. It tries independent of opinion, human wisdom. And concerns it's, it's righteousness is not bothered by these Righteousness, the Bible says in Proverbs 14:34, righteousness exalts the nation, but sin is disgrace to any people, but sin is disgrace to any people. Listen to what um, um, it says from the New King James version, the New King James version. It says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. 35, 35, Proverbs 14, 35. The king's favor is towards a wise servant, but his wrath is against him, against him, him him who causes shame, that is, causes moral corruption and, and, and displays moral decadence, with falling capacity. That is what the verse 34 describes as reproach. It's a shame, that which causes shame, the king's favor is not upon. That causes disgrace, the king's favor is not upon. So if you want to have a very powerful organization, think righteousness, embrace righteousness, let it live in you. Then begin to build righteous systems, systems of mercy and truth. That's one of the characteristics of righteousness systems of mercy and truth and when that is in place you would see immediately there is any corruption in the system it comes it comes up. It doesn't matter who and what capacity the person occupies within the frame and the dealing of what you have built immediately there is a dark shade it shows because righteousness in the Hebrew is described like a white cloth white cloth that you can write on when when you write on that white cloth it becomes visible visible that something is written that is how powerful righteousness it's it's it exposes the darkness it exposes the bad things it exposes the corruption so the bible says righteousness exalts a nation any nation that wants to build and succeed righteousness 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 is what we need Righteousness is what he requires from us, because his own throne. That is why the throne of God is everlasting, because the throne of God has its foundation in righteousness, and right justice. So, it can bring exaltation to nation, persons, or family. Righteousness. Let's look at the benefits of righteousness. Um, the Bible says in Isaiah three, the verse, the verse ten. Isaiah three, the verse ten. By the way, there's, there's a scripture in uh, Job. Let's back up and, and, and talk about that scripture briefly. There's a scripture in Job, if I could readily find it. It says that if you are righteous, what good does it do to him? What do you give? What gain is it to God when you are righteous? So it becomes important that righteousness benefits us and impacts us first before um, the expansive will of God. Now, benefits of Isaiah 3, the verse 10. It says that say to the righteous that it shall be well with you. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. Say to the man of truthfulness, the man of mercy, the man who is of the will of God, the man who is oblivious to every corruption that is attractive to all. It says, Say unto that person, shall be well with you. Maybe you are sitting in an office and the corrupt things continue to happen. People are amassing wealth and it's almost as if you are not wise enough to continue to also amass such level of wealth. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. (laughs) The Bible says the wicked are like the grass. They spring up early in the morning. By midday, by close of day, they are gone. They are gone. They are completely wiped off. The righteous is like an oak tree that is standing and continues to speak. It says that this is one of my righteous folks who have been plucked from the fire. It says, I'll make it to rule. I'll make it to govern. Righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness makes it to be well with you. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with you. For you shall eat the good For you shall eat the fruit of your doings. For they shall eat the fruit of your doings. Isaiah three ten. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Behold, Isaiah, Proverbs 1131 Behold, the righteous will be recompensed in the earth. Oh, not tomorrow. I'm not just going to heaven. In the earth, right here, the the, the reward shall happen. The righteous will be recompensed yet much more the wicked and the sinner so they continue to amass wealth. they continue to cut look you can you, you 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 sometimes work in an environment and you see how certain folks can lie through their teeth and to put people in a corner come on say to the righteous that they shall be recompensing they shall be rewarded. And the sinner the wicked shall be rewarded in this earth in that same environment that wicked one will be rewarded proverbs 11 now let's look at psalm 34 the verse 19. psalm 34 the verse 19. the power of righteousness is seen in the fact that it has capacity to deliver it has capacity to deliver so when we build systems kingdom laws and systems when we build systems and organizations, our churches, our leadership, our environment, our, our nations, our city, city mayor, building powerful system to ensure that this city continues to thrive and it's a safe place and our streets are safe to dwell in and to sit in. Listen, it brings about deliverance. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them him from them all. The Lord delivers him from them all. We have a few more slides but I'm going to try and and do this real quick within a few minutes. See, the quality that righteousness produces is seen in how it brings complete and thorough deliverance. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Thorough deliverance. The Lord delivers him out of them all. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. When you read the verse 39 and 34 of Of Psalm 34. It says that the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in in the time of trouble. He is their strength in the time of trouble. You remember Job? He says, Cast God and die. But the man held on to his righteousness. And at the end of the day, right in the earth is vindicated. The wife's name is never mentioned again. The wife's name is never mentioned again. As God restores everything to Job. Um, the verse 40. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. That is um, Psalm 37, 39, and 40. Sorry, Psalm 37, 39, and 40. Let's look at righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. The righteous, Proverbs um, 11, the verse 8. The righteous is delivered out of trouble and the wicked come to his stead the righteous is delivered from trouble so the potency and the power of righteousness is revealed in its capacity to deliver from all things the power of righteousness causes the reversal of something intended for for the righteous to come upon the wicked the wicked comes into his stead what is the for the righteous to endure? Suddenly the Lord delivers and the wicked is pushed into that situation. The wicked is pushed into that situation. Even the righteous posterity will be delivered through door, hand joint in hand, the wicked shall not, shall not be unpunished. The seed of the righteous, the scripture says, shall be delivered. Your seed, my seed, my family shall be there. Let's let's look at um, uh, no. Let me just stop here. Uh, let me just stop here and and just and just say that. Listen, there is so much. There is so much that is locked up in righteousness, and the principles are very clear. You can see what are we saying? We are saying that for us to be able to build kingdom systems wherever we find ourselves, we must go in righteousness. We must go in righteous, we must go in pristine. And it is not what we are trying to be, or it is not what we do. For example, when people say we are apostolic, it is not because we are doing something that is why we are apostolic. But apostolic must be our nature. We are not doing building righteous systems, a systems of truth and mercy, and all because we are trying to practice righteousness. No righteousness is our dna as he is so we are in the earth as he is so we are in the earth swim goes with fishes fly goes with birds back goes with dogs Chicken goes with birds birds do not struggle to fly fishes do not struggle to swim so the righteous do not struggle to live righteous and so let the power of righteousness rise out of who we are and begin to invigorate every aspect of your life. Begin to illuminate our understanding. Begin to illuminate our ways. Begin to bring us into understanding of the very intent and the will, the power, and the very ways of God. I pray that the Lord will begin to unveil to you systems, business systems, and ideas, and solutions that the world need that you can provide that begins to cause the kingdom to gain acceleration and in blessing you financially in any way let the Lord begin to cause his deliverance to come upon you because you're the righteous one the Lord delivers them from them all God bless you the Lord favor you and so we want to say thank you for being on the broadcast uh, this morning I know it's very early uh, wherever some of our friends are. I think, um, I see Amzad. I see Amzad. Amzad, God bless you. Shoba, God bless you. Um, every other person who is in the background watching this, those names that i am seeing, I mentioned them. God bless you so much for being on this broadcast and letting us know how these things continue to bless you. Yes, Sianne, Sianne out of Liberia. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, God is after something in here. And let me just, I, I, I feel the like capacity in me that is rising to speak a word and to prophesy god is doing something very brand new in the earth it's like something happening in this in the in the sun of time in this time in the sun invisible from the eyes of men god is raising an angel he's raising a company of people this company of people some of them are cladded in their suit and tie and are back managers some of them are cladded in, in their nice, well-polished dress and they are teachers in the classroom. Some of them are underground, mining, and doing all kinds of stuff. Some of these people are sitting in very corrupt systems that, are, that have locked them away from their full potential. Some of them are like the Jesus in prison. Some of them are like
1: the Daniels
0: that are going through tough times in Babylon. Some of them, even as I speak, have no capacity to settle their next rent. And I'm speaking to somebody on this call. All of these things are happening. And God is calling some of these men and some of these women. Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord has not left you in that situation, that circumstance. But all of these are working together. They are swelling together. They are coming together. They are preparing you and a Point of acceleration. It's actually a pivotal point, a take point for you. Your accommodation is going to be taken care of and paid for. In a matter of three weeks, the Lord is going to release the Divine Helper, who will come your way and cause this thing to be settled and done. Now, the Lord's voice is reaching out like a thunder and it's reaching to the corrupts and the bad places. The people that are locked in certain governmental systems that ought to be a people leading a greater cause to cause his systems to thrive and to build. The Lord is reaching out. The Lord is giving capacity. The Lord is giving illumination. The Lord is giving is giving business ideas ideas that will cause will cause wealth transfer. We've talked about wealth transfer and the wealth of the wicked shall become the wealth of the gentle shall become that of the righteous. The Lord is releasing ideas and releasing capacity and releasing resources and releasing opportunities and releasing dreams and releasing relationships for this thing to be accomplished. So be encouraged, be empowered and and the Lord is doing something very powerful in the earth and he's calling you and I to do this. A greater company, a greed without breed, is rising in the earth. And you and I, I believe, I am confident this morning, We are a part of this company. God bless you. Some of these people you will never meet, but they are all over the earth. And so the Bible says, Henceforth, we know no one after the flesh. We know no one. We desire no one after the flesh, but we desire by the Spirit. May God bless you. May the Lord favor you. The Lord be with you. And the Lord provide for you. The Lord meet you at the point of your need. Anything you are struggling with. I pray for any manager. Any leader, any any anybody that is leading leading uh, 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 people in terms of um, 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 capacity, in terms of leadership, in terms of. In terms of teaching, in terms of anything, I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord will help you. Anything that you're struggling with, the Lord will donate you. The Lord should cause the lies to fall in place for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Lord God Almighty, wherever you falter, that is going to cost you your job and cost you pain and cause your family pain. The Lord's mercy covers you. That is a righteous system. The Lord's mercy protects you. Let righteousness go before you. Let it announce your arrival. The Lord should cause a shifting, a movement, and cause people to move into new capacities, new appointments, um, approvals, um, and promotions be released in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord should put you in a capacity that will allow you to be able to influence the course of humanity and destinies. I pray right now for any little girl that is not well. Let her be healing any stomach issues. Let her be healing by the power of the living God. Father, thank you this morning that you are calling us for more. That you are calling us into greater capacity. Your friends, God bless you. I want to bring it here. Let him take us deeper. God bless you. See you this evening. Now, this good announcement, very good announcement. Every Thursday, every Thursday we have Kingdom Learning Space weekly online Bible study, and you want to be part of this conversation. Every Thursday from eight PM, 200 GMT. Do well. You will find a link by the close of today online register so you receive your zoom uh, login credentials in your mail so you can be part of it then if you are in ghana if you're in Tema, or you are in Accra, i wish to invite you join us this evening at 5 30. we've changed the time from 4 30 to 5 30. join us at 5 30 pm as we get into the word of god and we pray it is vfs equipping service that is our equipping service that happens sunday evening and you want to be part of that God bless you, see you, and wherever you fought I let the mercy and the grace of God cover you. Wherever you were defeated, go succeed in that place. Wherever you were rejected, the Lord caused you to be accepted. I declare over you that the ground upon which you stand should embrace you, support you, and whisper your name and cause you to succeed. Success to you, success to you, success to you, and the men and the women that help you. God bless you. It's bye-bye for now. We bless God that this day is made available for us to come together, to come together and to uh, share the word of God. Share the word of God. Want to get into the word of God and look at what God has.
1: Um,
0: It's been a lot of technical challenges this morning to be able to come your way, but it's. Absolutely uh, gratified to be able to uh, be present uh, with the word of God this morning on this side. Welcome to Times of Navigating unusual Change. My name is Mark Abbeko and we've been looking at kingdom laws and systems. And then we started zeroing in on uh, principles of system building. Now, I've been trying very hard to kind of end principles of system building. But almost every weekend, there's another set of layers that keeps keeps coming up. So today, what we want to do before we jump into uh, the last part, and hopefully next week, we want to just go back to the issue of righteousness and consider um, some powerful things. There are two things that I would want to consider under the issue of righteousness. That is two images that describe a system. That is built on righteous. Good morning, Shuba. Good morning. God bless you, friend. I trust you're doing fantastic. I trust you're doing well. God bless you for connecting to the broadcast. So, um, every person, every person in the background. I think I saw Zorina. Zorina, God bless you. Every friend, every brother, every sister uh, out there. God bless you. So let's look at this we want to look at the issue of righteousness and uh, why are we looking at the issue of righteousness because we are trying to make our way towards principles of system building and there are about three or four principles that i hope to cover next week that should um uh, any process that is leading to system building that is leading to system change you want to you want to change a system and processes within your organization within your setup there are certain key elements that ought to be seen at work if those key elements aren't within uh, the foundation of what you're building i can promise you that thing may result into an oppressive system or destroy many lives so um um, uh, weeks past we've been talking about righteousness and let's go to some 81, Psalm 81 the verse 14, and let's read from there. Psalm 81 the verse 14, it says, The righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Mercy and truth go before your face. If we begin to deal with the issue of righteousness and justice properly, What is the result that we have? The result is that we see a system that is pivoted upon mercy and truth. Mercy and truth. There is a scripture in the book of uh, James, chapter 3, it says that mercy triumphs over judgment. Now you see that the system out there clearly wants to punish wants to wants to destroy but the bible says that mercy triumphs over judgment mercy seems to have a superior power a superior dimension to it and let god bless you mercy has a superior dimension to to life that it overlays issues of judgment and 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 where the pendulum falls so when a system is truly pivoted upon righteousness and justice we see that life becomes what it is. Life is not destroyed. Life is elsewhere. Um, I remember living somewhere um, some years back, and I see people fight over nothing and kill a life. Even here in our country, Ghana, I think some years back, somebody died over, is it transport fare of two cities or something, which is not even up to a dollar which even is not up to half, uh, half a dollar, for 50 cents. Come on, you, you, you have a system that is oppressive, a system that is destructive, that would allow men and women to kill over nothing. The other day, I understood just barely about a week ago that Ann Roberts robbed um, a shop not very far from where I am, quite a distance, but not very far, and the the employed gun gave one shots over 500 Ghana cities, 500 Ghana cities which currently um, has no pedigree to 100 dollar. I mean, I mean there is a gap between that. It's not exactly up to 100 dollar. So you find that when the system is not it's not righteous when righteousness does not live in the hearts of people when people do not live out of the foundation of righteousness and justice the result therefore becomes oppression destruction that lives do not matter we have to we have to develop systems across the nations of the earth across our businesses across the organizations and the setups that we lead that actually place places value on human life and we can only do that when we begin to place value in human life we can only place value in human life when we begin to we begin to be tethered um, locked in hooked in anchored strongly on the issues of righteousness and justice because mercy and truth is intricate is intricately woven into issues of righteousness so um, we want to we want to now delve in and look at two characters. I want to look at Job and Abraham, and relate them completely to how a system that is built on uprightness, a system that is built on righteousness, can can withstand righteousness. Righteousness is eternal. Righteousness uh, traverses the course. Righteousness go leaps and bounds. If the system is truly built on that, you will see that system lasting for long. And now, let's go to Proverbs 14, the verse 34 through 35. It says, Righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Sin speaks of missing the mark, falling below the standard, inability to measure up to the height of and the presence the ex- that God have established the definition of what life is. So when we begin to see life drop from the heights and, and sin takes over, where life is all about missing the mark, disregard for the standards, disregard for the absolute standard and, uh, of God, being it an organization. That is why there are certain organizations today, they may pay you very well, but they work you out. They will work you out from morning, from early in the morning to, to, to close to midnight. And they feed you only to go to bed. So you wake up, your body isn't resting enough, your body hasn't recovered, and you are going back to the meal again. And you do it just like the Philistines did to something. You do it over and over and over and over for a long, protracted period of time. When you are at a point of retirement, they give you absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing, and they leave you to die because you've, they've exhausted you, they've, they've, they've emptied you. And these are corrupt systems. These are corrupt systems. These are corrupt systems. I think there's a movie, is it The Butler? The Butler happened to have worked in this movie, worked in the White House for how many years? And I think over a period of 10 years, his salary was only increased once. Such system is an abusive one. Such system is 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 evil. That such systems, the Bible describes it as is a reproach to a people. It's a reproach to a people. So there is a need that I believe that is why the Lord has allowed us to dwell around this river of the foundation of righteousness and justice for um, about about three weeks now, three weekends right now. To be able to drill this in properly so that we can set the cost of life in a manner that he wants God is looking up for um, uh, a people who will be possessed with righteousness and who will exhibit it who will exhibit it and when we begin to position ourselves and make ourselves available to be able to become the conduit through which God will execute his righteousness in the earth look that the, the God begins to create for you. God begins to elevate you and place you in places of influence so that your decision making can bring um, a, a, a cost correction, a change in the cost of, of societies, of nations and all. So Proverbs says righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness lifts up a nation. Righteousness frees up a nation. Frees, and let's say a nation is a system. Let's say a nation, a nation is an organization. Let's say a nation is, is a church, an ecclesia, a group of people, a family, um, a business. Righteousness makes that nation to thrive. Listen, righteousness in the midst of the earth, not beyond this earth, there is recompense. Then the, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us something about righteousness: that right in the land of the living, we see the reward of of God coming upon both the righteous and the wicked. And therefore, if we build our lives so truly on the foundation of righteousness, we allow for life to gain meaning. It just it just naturally carries life and places it on its original course and purpose when there's righteousness at work in the environment. So, I want to take you quickly, I want to flip to Job chapter Job chapter 1 and I quickly want to look at a certain foundational aspect of Job and then I jump to Job 29 just just want to Job chapter chapter 1 is going to paint a picture for us concerning um, his background the environment he lived in and the boast of God concerning him now consider the environment he lived in and consider your environment just just supposed put it side by side to my environment to your environment the place we live in, the nation we live in, the corrupt environment that we live in, the corrupt organizations that we continue to work for, um, and all. Just put it side by side. And Job happened to find himself in that environment. And consider him as a system or consider him as one that is in the capacity to influence the cost of things and to bring an alignment, to bring those things to align to the place that he comes from, the background that he carries, the righteousness that he carries. So here is a man. Here is a man. And you are a man. So these are the principles we are extrapolating. No angels would be called upon to come and build the system, but men, men, you and I. Here is a man. So the Bible says there was a man in the land of hosts. us happened to be one of those environments where... Where the corruption continues to prevail, where the corruption continues to exist. So there was a man in the land of Oz. There was a man in the land of Trinidad and Tobago. There was a man in Ghana, a man in Nigeria, a man in Liberia, a man in Canada, Germany, a man in the United States of America. There was a man in the existence, not in the heavens. There was a man in the existence. So that is what we want to say. There was a man in that corrupt organization. There was a man. Living in that corrupt environment where life seems not to never want to align itself to the very intent and original plan of God whose name was Job and whose name was you. You can put your name there. Whose name was Job? There was a man whose name was Job and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. How can the man shun evil if there was no evil in that environment? It means that that environment was infested with real evil. That environment was infested with real corruption. That environment was infested with everything you can imagine to be corrupt. Everything you can imagine to be misaligned to the very plan and the intent of God. There was a man, So we can be encouraged. We can feel hopeful. We can feel invigorated and powerful that we are men And these environments that we live in, we we actually, we actually, we actually are living in an environment of hope, of life, an environment that when we begin to position ourselves, begin to produce life and hope for many generations, that environment is corrupt, but there was a man, this man was blameless, this man was upright, and one who feared God, and shunned evil it clearly it clearly speaks to the fact that this man was upright 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 i i i this man was righteous this man walks in the resilient power of righteousness this man walk in the resilient power of uprightness this man walk in the eternal dimensions of righteousness there was a man a man a man and this is the beauty of it and that is why when i talk about the supernatural we cannot remove the man the human component from the supernatural there was a man who was existing in a corrupt environment natural man who goes through all the frustrations that life had and i want to encourage you let me just pause for a minute or, a, or 30 seconds and say this that you may be living in a corrupt environment you may be discouraging that corrupt organization, it may be discouraging, it may it may literally want to take your hope and your confidence away, but listen to it. There was a man who was righteous in that environment Just hold on to your righteousness. Let me quote this scripture and let me just borrow the principle out of that scripture and apply it to what we are discussing, and it relates to the issue of righteousness. The scripture says in the book of Corinthians, the second Corinthians, when it speaks of the righteousness of the believing wife and the the unrighteous husband. It says that the righteousness of the believing wife sanctifies the right sanctifies the unbelieving husband. My God, I keep thinking about these principles for years, this particular scripture for years, and it blows me away that your righteousness has capacity in in the environment to cause that environment to miss to that is misaligned to realign itself and the context of marriage it says that the unbelieving husband is sanctified your righteousness your right so do so, live in that environment listen and the best two and and seven sons and three daughters were born to him some of you have sons and daughters and some of you are going to marry and have children normal life normal existence just be normal 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 to be human is powerful when we're dealing with the issues of of, of, of of system building kingdom laws to be human is powerful it's powerful to be human and to be human is worth celebrating and the Bible says also his possessions with 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yokes of oxen, uh, f- um, uh, 500 female donkeys, and very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Was the greatest of all... I think this thing is not helping. I guess you can hear me. Let me be sure if you can hear me good 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 let me just get some feedback can you hear me if you can hear me beautiful beautiful Wow good let me just take that off so we're just talking about job and the environment he lived in we just underscore the fact that he was a man a human being he had a family he had he a had possession he had a business running He had things happening for him there was a man there was a man. There was a man, and this man had a household. Now the verse four says that, and his sons would would go and feast and um, and in their houses, each on on his own appointed day, and all. So we see the narrative that speaks to how Job was righteous. Look at it. So the verse five. So it was. When the days of feasting had run their course, that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. This is a man of righteousness, the Bible described. Now we're going to see. Have this thing um, um, extrapolated itself into the the system that he lived in. Now he shunned evil. He was blameless. He feared God, and he was an upright man. The scripture says. So, in the verse, um, in the verse, in the verse eight, you will see here that the the Bible says. Then the Lord said to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on." The earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shun evil. God makes a boast of an ordinary man, mine. God makes a boast of an ordinary system that exists in the earth. God can make a boast and Job became a discussion between two spirits. So the principle is that Job represents righteousness who is an absolute and a singular standard in the earth an absolute and a singular standard in the earth. If we talk about about principles of system building and the foundation of righteousness, then that thing becomes absolute, becomes a singular standard in the earth by which life is made. Now, quickly turn over to Job 29. And as I read Job 29, I want your mind to flip to to how um, a whole vast system looks like. From the system of of protection of young men, the vulnerable, the widow, um, the system of governance, and the the, the system, the system uh, 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 of, of of protection, of of well arrangement. Now see the man in charge and at the top of it, and look at how that system runs. So we're going to look at Job again, and in the verse in chapter twenty nine, I'm going to read from the verse one. But the discourse actually starts from the verse 7. So look at it. He is an absolute singular standard in the earth. He became a discussion between two spirits. His righteousness can be described as an aberration. As an aberration. It turned on all the satanic systems and hell that has its yawning mouth. To be lives and destroy. And Job happens to be that door that shuts to the gateway of hell to prevent hell from marooning and destroying humanity. From marooning and destroying humanity. So in the verse 1, it says, All that I were in, in man's past, I was aware, aware as in man's past, as in the days when God watched over me. When his lamp shone on my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, just as I was in the days of my prime, when the friendly counsel of God was over my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were all around me, when my steps were bathed in cream, and the rock poured me out rivers. Of oil. Come in. Just, just, just look at the description. This man had entered into this place of temptation already. So he's recounting his days past, the absolute standard he represents, and all the glory that surrounded him, and all he describes him. Now he's going to describe. He's going out. his coming in, and he's posture in that environment of corruption, and what it looks like for us if righteousness actually constitutes the foundation for system building now it says when i went out the verse 7 it says when i went out to the gate by the city so to the gate of the city represent the environment of council a place of um a place a place where laws are passed where decrees are made it's a, it's a seat of government so this guy is speaking of the fact that his structures has allowed him to permeate into the systems of government it says, when i went out to the gate by the city when i looked when i took my seat in the open
1: square so it was a place where elders gathered to make deliberations
0: and decisions concerning the affairs of the city it says the young man saw me it, i mean this man of righteousness is sitting in the environment the young man saw me and hid and the agent arose and stood the princes refrained from talking you see the princes there in the place of power, in the place of authority, in the place of governance, in the place of making laws. He goes to the parliament. He goes to the senate. And when he sits, he says, when I sit, when I took my seat in the open square, the young man saw me and hid. And the aged arose and stood. The princes refrained from talking righteousness. Has such tremendous power if we allow it to take its right course within our lives and our world, it will enable us to build that which men have never seen before. It will allow us to replicate heaven on here and look at it, and you will see that also in in Abraham. He says the princes refrained from talking and they put their hand on their mouth. The voice of nobles were hushed. And their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth. When the ear hear, then it blessed me. And when the eye saw, then it approved me. Because I delivered the poor who cried out. You see, righteous system, it builds, it builds in a way that it delivers even the poor. Mine. If we want to vote for parliamentarians and senators and leaders. We need to see the seed of righteousness clearly streaking through them because they will only make laws and, and, and decisions out of where they come from. And if you have men of true righteousness, their writings and the, and the laws that they pass allows the earth, allows the system of the nation, the city, the businesses and corporations that they lead to lie silent and quiet. There is no upheaval there is no shaking. There is no tightened feeling. There is real liberty and freedom because mercy and truth guides the way. The terror in our streets are removed if we are men of absolute standard of righteousness. Who are singular standards in the earth to continue to live the let me Let me just read. Let me allow scripture to just speak for itself. It says, it says that because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless, and the one who had no helper. So he talks about a system of governance. He talks about a system of social justice. This man talks about a system of of communication, advocacy. Look, he continues to say, the blessings of a perishing man came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. Um, system of social, 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 social development and justice and all. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. I mean, this man's righteousness was evident when he write a law. Should you consider it that way? His law clearly, you can see the path of righteousness. You can see the demarcation. Righteousness. in in the Hebrew can also be described like wearing a pure white garment and then somebody comes to use a black inscription to write on it. It is clearly marked. You can see the white, you can see the black. Righteousness exposes evil. It exposes the darkness. It says that, it says that, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a rope and a turban. The man's thinking and everything in his philosophy was undergated by this. And therefore, the system that he is sitting uh, uh, presiding over has no choice than to allow to, uh, to to align to this. If we're going to start discussing, we can, like I said before, we can discuss the technicalities of of all the planning and of all the. Um, 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 environmental assessment and of all the situational audits and all we can discuss all of that but with the lack of righteousness we would have seen clearly a problem and but then we would define solutions that will not align to heaven that is why I believe God is allowing for almost about three weeks to dwell on this issue of righteousness let me quickly read through this he says I was eyes to the blind and I was feet to the lame I was father to the poor and I set out the case, look at justice system being being described here. I set out the case that I did not know. I broke the fangs of the wicked, the issues of defense and police and protection and all. I, I, I broke the fangs of the wicked and plucked the victim from his teeth. Now come come with me to the verse 20. Um, The verse 19, sorry. The verse 19, my root is spread out to the waters and the dew lies all night on my branch. My glory is refreshed within me and my bow is renewed in my hand. Verse 21, men listened to me and waited and kept silent for my counsel. After my words, they did not speak again and my speech settled on them as dew. They waited for me um, as for the rain and they opened their mouth wide as for the spring rain. My God. If I mocked at them, they did not believe it, and the light of my countenance, they did not cast down. I chose the way for them and sat as chief, so I dwelt as king in the army. My righteousness standing will make a way for me. Yes. Yes, Zorina, Just continue to stand in your righteousness. Look, um, um, I think it's wrong. if Nolila had a song. Um, 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 it says, "It says the wicked." It says, "Soon, soon they will perish." There's an aspect of the song. Just flipping through my mind. Just flicking through my mind right now. It says, "Soon they will perish." If you continue to stand in your righteousness, you will see all the wicked in the environment. They will be removed over a period of time. Your righteousness will continue to stand and will speak for you, will defend you, will protect you, will keep you, will preserve you. Job describes, he says, I choose the way for them and sat as chief. So I dwell as king in the army, as one who comforts mourners." I mean, we can continue to speak about this, Job, and it will blow us completely away. If we're going to start building laws... If we're going to start building systems from medicine to whatnot, from acad- academics to whatnot, from education to whatnot, from justice systems to whatnot, listen, friends, there is a need that men of righteousness arise. I would rather, I said this before, I may have somebody with the highest qualification, well experienced, and can deliver on the job. I may have a less skilled person but who is upright and pure and righteous and has potential to be trained and developed i will choose him and slowly move over the process so that i can have a pure system we have seen we have seen people highly educated well skilled who have 10 corporations around all across the room and who are presided over corporations and led them to be destroyed, led them to be destroyed by their own decisions. Watch movies like 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 Wall Street. Watch movies like nine, um, not nine eleven, um, um, the economic crunch related movies. Watch them and see the level of corruption, some of the issues of bankruptcy that happen in some of the organizations, where where as a result of. Of, of impure and unrighteous bosses who presided over decadence moral decadence employees were giving funds and they went down to 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 the red streets and they will pay for brothels, and pay for prostitutes and pay for their drunkenness and they will report different receipts altogether to explain for a different purpose. And bosses who understood the situation approved these things, And these organizations that were feeding many people now went down the drain. Now got destroyed. People lost their livelihood. Some ended up in jail and died. Look, there's there's, there's a case that was just... Um, a few um, I don't know a few months ago or something dealt in the, in France. Um, I think the system out there is a bit different from some of the places that we come from. And so people have been in employment for years and you cannot just fire them and all of that. So this particular organization decided to make new policies and made employees to travel say from from to travel say four hours five hours journey. In five hours out to work so almost like living in one region and going to work in another region every day and one employee left a note and jumped from high-rise building and died then a second one also jumped from the high-rise building and died and also left a note now the case was brought before the company was prosecuted and the CEO is in jail the system is corrupt the system is not righteous, and it requires righteous men to sit up there to make decisions that would have would have structured life a bit different in that organization and cause the cost of things and, 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 and get things to be in a different course, friends. There is there is there is no way we can start discussing principles of style without talking about this pure. Um, aspect of righteousness. This pure existence, sorry, not aspect. This pure existence of righteousness. Now, I just want to read one more scripture and and then I don't want to carry it next week. Let me just read one more scripture and let's talk about Abraham. Abraham, righteousness negotiates with God. Abraham, righteousness negotiates with God. Job, righteousness the absolute singular standard. Job, righteousness who becomes a discussion between two spirits? Job, righteousness, that transcends and transfixes itself into the realm of humanity and changes the course of life. The widow, the mourners are encouraged, the poor deliver. Ah, I set out a matter and I decide it rightly. Righteousness is powerful. And that foundation we need. Now, let's look at um, um, the story of Abraham. And God, this negotiation, and let's look at it from the verse 16 of Genesis 18. Then the men arose. We know the story already. Then the men arose from there and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? I mean, just look at the power of righteousness. And this little piece of statement will help us in this conversation as we begin to look at those three or four pillars for um, um, principles of system building. It says, Can I hide what I am doing, what I plan to do, what I am going to do from him? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that In order that he may command his children and his household after him. That they may keep the way of the Lord. It's called righteousness. The way of the Lord. And to do righteousness and justice. That that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Very powerful. Now the verse 20. And the Lord said, because... Because because the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very great, I will go down now and see whether they have done whether whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it, that has come to me, and if not, I will know. God is saying, I'm going to examine the situation. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood. Abraham still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous in, with the wicked? Will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. And would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that are in it? Listen to the response. Far be it from you to do so, um, to do to do such a thing as as this to slay the righteous and the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right now. Look at it, look at the response. So the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare the place for their sake. My God, I am blown away. Because if the place is that evil, and God can find 50 people, and God says, I will spare the place for the sake of the righteous, it means that the righteousness of the 50 has such tremendous power to shift the foundation of that city. Oh God, make us righteous. Oh God, let the spirit of righteousness, the Power of holiness, Lord God, consume us. Oh God, let us walk in this dimension of who you are.
1: Oh God, this
0: thing is so powerful that. That 50 within a city of 1 million, a city of 25 million, a city of 30 million, a city of 250 million, a city of 1, uh, 1 billion or whatever, come on, this righteousness can affect the very core and the foundation of the existence of that world. May God help us. May God help us. May God cause righteous men to rise in corporations everywhere. This thing, I can continue to talk about it. Look at it. Look, Just look at, listen to the conversation. God says, I will not. I will not. Then Abraham said again. Then Abraham answered and said, Indeed, now I know but that I am dust and ashes and I, I, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than the fifty righteous would you destroy all the city for the sake of five so he said if i find there 45 i will not destroy it help us lord help us lord help us lord we cannot start discussing systems we can do all the management theory and 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 do all the organizational change but this if it's not there the corruption will continue to persist if you are a managing director, you are a boss. You are a boss. Look for competent people who are tethered on righteousness. Look for competent people, well-skilled people, tethered on righteousness. Look for men of righteousness qualified to do their job. I had a story, and I think the story was told about the church in Barbados several years ago, that all the instrumentalists, kept bluffing, the musicians kept bluffing, they wouldn't come to meetings and all. And there was one little young boy in the meeting who, when this thing persisted for a period of time, in one of the Sunday meetings or so, he jumped to sit behind a keyboard and started playing during worship. And the pastor almost was like um going to stop him but he felt needing him to continue. So this gentleman kept playing and the keyboard sound was on a different angle and the, the music, the, those who were leading worship was on a different side altogether. It continued for the next weekend, continued the next one, and it continued till the fourth um, Sunday or so. When this young man sat behind the keyboard and began to pray, there was the raw power of God's blessing and impartation upon him, and the keyboard and the musicians began to align. He was literally taught how to play by the power of God. You see, men of faithfulness and righteousness, when they begin to hold on things that are corrupt, the power of righteousness will sanctify the unbelieving wife, will sanctify the unbelieving nation, will sanctify the unbelieving parliament, the power of Holy Spirit, the power of righteousness will do. Listen, it says, if I find forty-five, I will not destroy. Then he spoke to him yet again and said, suppose there there should should be forty found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of forty. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak suppose thirty were found there. So he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, indeed now, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty should be found there, so I, so he said, I will not, I will not destroy it for the sake of twenty. Then he said, Let not the Lord be angry. I will speak but once more. Suppose ten were found there, and he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. The verse thirty-three, the last verse. So the Lord went his way as soon as he finished speaking with Abraham. And Abraham turned to return to his place. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. The power of righteousness cannot be ignored. This thing is a foundation upon which we build. If we're going to build family, organizations, churches, church leader, please hear these last words. Family man, family woman, hear these last words. Organizational leader, hear this last word. Leaders, hear this last word. We cannot have the kind of nation, organizations, societies, cities, families that we are seeking to have in the power of our own doing, the power of our own skillfulness, the most powerful heightened level of management skills and all, Will not deliver it though they are good the best levels of competence will not deliver it if we want to see a righteous city a righteous world a righteous family it is time to have a brand new spirit it is time to have a brand new people if we want to have brand new people we come back to a brand new spirit if we want to have a brand new spirit we come to jesus christ if we come to Jesus Christ, we develop a work with the Holy Spirit. May the Lord help us. May the wind of change blow over our cities, over our families. May the wind of change blow over our nations. May the wind of change blow in our corporations. Soon, the Bible says that the wicked, they are like a grass that spring up in the morning. By the close of the day, they are no more. Father, let the wicked in the environment that we stand be wiped away. Let those that are not purposed to be wiped away. Bible says remove the wicked and there shall be peace. Lord, let those that will not be wiped away and removed from our environment, Father, like your word says that the, the beasts of the field in the book of Job 5, they shall be in league with us. Let the beasts of the field, the wicked one, begin to align to our righteousness. Father, we pray, O oh God, that the wicked will submit to your rule and your power father we pray that opportunities will begin to be open to your people of righteousness lord we pray that doorways that are closed will begin to be open lord for those that need jobs father we pray we declare that those doors will be open father there are a lot of corrupt ministerial systems in the nations of the earth and there are righteous men with a pure strand of your speaking who never have access. Lord, we've had men complain who carry truth, who carry volume, who have never been invited into any space to speak. Lord, we pray that, Father, you begin to open those doors for them. Lord, if you can make a boast of men who have never bowed down to bow nor kissed bow, who constitute your absolute aberration of standard upon the systems of wickedness. When the system of Jezebel continued to be very corrupt and the things are destroyed everywhere and life does not seem to align to you. Father, we ask that you continue to speak from your realm and make a boast of the 50-50 kept in a cave and make a boast of the 7,000 everywhere. And Lord, cause them to come forth. Lord, those that you cause to remain in out of sight that your righteous and absolute standing will continue to impact your things. Father, let them be. We ask for doorways to be open. We ask that, Father, there shall be restructuring of life. We ask that there shall be restructuring of fractured thinking. We ask that there shall be restructuring of hearts. We ask that there shall be restructured of minds. We ask that there shall be restructuring of our, our systems, our political cause. We ask that you remove kings and bring new kings. We ask that, Father, you remove, you appoint your base as your word speaks, and you will cause your people to begin to be prepared to step into spaces of management, and that they can bring your righteous cause. We ask that, Father, those that are within the political environments that are pushing right now, you will protect them, you will shield them, you will keep them, you will preserve them, you will provide for them, and Lord, you will expose every wicked intent. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Righteous leaders, righteous presidents, righteous senators, parliamentarians. Lord, those in my nation leading the course of God and pushing the bill against the gay agenda, the satanic purpose. Lord, you shall protect them. You shall preserve them. Lord, we ask that a new vision, new vistas. Will begin to open from, from from your realm that you begin to give us a new vistas of the new horizons in you that will impact the way we do things in our families. I pray for struggling families, I pray for a struggling husband and wife and children. I pray, oh God, for struggling churches and leaders. Oh God, let your presence overlay everything we do. We are a people who are asking for more. We ask that, Father, let the rain of righteousness, the cloak of righteousness, Lord, like Job described, that let that that my words, my waist are like rain upon them. Father, let the rain of righteousness be upon. Let the reign of righteousness be upon our name. Let every corruption, every aspect, security, crime, let all of those things be exposed. Thank you, Father, for giving us access, for giving us opportunity. Thank you, Father, for giving us for giving us access. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory, friends. God bless you. I just want to stop here. It's um, been it's been a bit of roller coaster this morning. Bringing the word of God to you because of some technical difficulty but I'm happy we are able to make this God bless you share this let it bless every person that it can bless and I want to invite you Thursdays we have weekly online Bible study and my dear friend Kelvin Chambliss continues to talk to us God bless you Serena God bless you God bless together we make this good together we make this happen the Lord will cause us to rise in the nations of the earth he will cause us to be a great pillar in the nations of the earth in every nation the righteous will rise the wicked shall be wiped out it is the word of god it is the word of god so i want to invite you every thursday at 8 pm 200 gmt um we have weekly online bible study look out um, for the registration link register so you receive the zoom link to be part of it join on the, on the road. Join whilst driving. Um, 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 lock in because God is doing something with the people. There's a new generation, the new people that I imagine in the earth all together. God is doing something brand new. God is doing something brand new. And I also want to invite you this evening. We have our church service this evening at 5.30pm. 5.30pm, that is 17 17.30 at GMT. And I want to invite those of us in Ghana. Temma, Accra, um, the communities, join us on the first floor of um, White House Building, opposite um, the Satellite Hotel. At five thirty, the meeting begins, and by seven PM, we are done. God bless you. We are people asking for more, more of your word. Thank you, Shoba. Nasmoon, the Lord is going to show Himself strong on the behalf have great courage god bless you thank you for being on the broadcast always and it is bye bye for now we're hungry for more we're hungry for more let me just allow this to play for just a minute to two tired of the status
1: quo
0: there's got to be more than this more than this this oh jesus thank you lord
1: tired of the status quo there's got to be more than this oh yes god bless you see you Bye-bye for now.